This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service. Hope you guys have all been well. I've got a very special guest, one of Newcastle's best up-and-coming comedians, returning for the second time of the pod, Joel Pierce. How are you, bud? Good, brother. Happy to be here. Fucking oath. And uh, I got some. We've got some beverages since you've uh, since you've gone. We've changed the format, but I know that you kind of keep up with how we do things a little bit. So yeah. we do a beer battle now. Um, so this week on the pod, we are doing uh, Slow Lane Brewing. It's called Quake. It's a hazy pale ale. It's going to be versing uh, the filter hazy pale ale. So these are both 1.6 standard beverages. They both look pretty good. By having a look just at eye, at eyeing it, the slow lane looks like it's a little bit more hazy. Um, so this week we're going to try them at the same time because I feel like it's a more true way of testing these beers and we've even got a little bit of soda water to cleanse the palate in between because yeah. we I'm, are I'm, professionals. I'm going to go out on a limb and just on the uh, the can art. Yeah. Because I think the can art's big. Like The can art is big because like that's part of what entices you to buy it. Yeah, like the, the, the filter, old school, looks, you know, it's classic a classic design, looks like a can of beer. The other one, I don't know, it could be anything. It could. What is your what is what is the um, what is the back spiel say? And I'll 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 read this one. Hazy pale, hopped with Idaho cashmere and citra. Our hazy. What the fuck is Idaho? Ah, uh, that'd probably be a style of hops, I'd say. Right. Our hazy. I was like, they fucking they made it with a fucking <laughs> state of Idaho. Yeah, they got some people from Idaho just to specifically <laughs> brew this. <laughs> some dirty hippie bitch from Idaho <laughs> put her feet in this. <laughs> <laughs> Our hazy pale is crafted with tropical fruit, floral, melon and lemon, lime aromas with all the flavours you expect from a haze and the signature refreshment of our pails. This one is a juicy, easy drinking gem. Ooh, very nice. And the quake is our hazy pale ale that is fermented with a strain of centuries-old Norwegian... Oh, bruh, what is that word? Kivek? Sorry if I blundered that. It's That's a form of yeast, apparently. This beer features an expressive yeast character, solid bitterness, and a dry finish. This batch uses Nelson. Dude, these guys have got some fucking words in here, bro. I wish I read <laughs> your one. Fucking hell. Uh, uses Nelson Sarvin. Fucked if I know. I, as you can tell, I'm not well educated. This is what I'm saying. The Pops other, from the, New the other can's not trying to fucking write a thesis. Yeah, Jesus Christ, there's a real tongue twist and I haven't had a beer at all today. Uh, these hops are known for having a distinct and complex flavour profile with a tropical fruit and black pepper notes. What a... Dude, I reckon some fucking crafties just take you on a ride and are just like, yeah, there's actually literal pixie dust in this. <laughs> um, so let's try the Quake Pale to, to start. I'm going to give him a little swirl around and fucking act like a professional. Cheers to you, sir. Thank you for coming back on. Tastes Not too like, bad. Tastes like beer. Yep. Tastes like a beer. Um, I don't know. Black pepper. I certainly did not taste any black pepper. No, because I had it in my head because it was the last thing you said, right? And I was like, oh, where's this fucking black pepper? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. 
look, it's still not bad. Is that something you want in a drink too? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm a paper advocate. Like, I, I love paper, but bro, in a drink, dude. Sometimes when I go out to like restaurants and shit, and they're like, if I've got pasta, they're like, would you like some pepper? Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, go as hard as you can, and they'll just sit there and just get an arm workout, just cranking <laughs> the pepper in for me. Um, that's a fucking classy restaurant you're going to. Oh, dude, the old there was some pepper good, mill, some good ones in Canberra, some good Italiano restaurants there. I loved them. Love a bit of Italian. I mean, it passed the test. I went back for another sip. Yeah. Might do the two-sip test. So I think that was pretty good. Yeah, it was a But I'm going to cleanse the palate with this now. So cheers to you for that, sir. Right. All right. That was soda water just to cleanse the palate. Now going over to our mates at Filter. It's got a bit more kick. Holy fuck. It does have a bit more kick. That's a tough call. It is a tough call. I mean, they're both good, but... Um, I think I prefer the Quake, to be honest. Yeah, like drinkability-wise, the the Quake, you could just smash them down one yeah. after another. Um, whereas I reckon a couple of the um, the filter ones, you'd be like, oh, I think I'm full. Yeah. It just has like a distinct kind of taste on the old palate. That, like, I don't know how to describe this, but I feel like I'm like... I know that must sound so bad to the listeners as well, and I truly do apologise for that. So, ASMR with Brad, (laughs) dude, how weird's ASMR? It is the weirdest shit. I only found out about that like last year. Someone's like, "Do you know what ASMR is?" And I was like, "Oh, dude, is it like BDSM?" I thought it was like, "What's the weirdest one you've seen?" I've only ever heard about it. Like someone was like telling me, cause like when someone explained it to me, it's like, yeah, like people like whisper to you to get Mm -hmm. to sleep. And I was like, what? And I was like, who the fuck would want to? I got stuck in a a loop of watching this. It's a hot chick, right? And she eats like a table, like this fucking size, right? Of candy. And it's all like gooey, like gooey, like, um, you know, killer like, pythons, like that j- jelly yep. shit and stuff that bursts in your mouth, like boba balls and stuff like that, right? But she'll do it all in one color. So, like, she'll get everything blue. And then, she, and like, I'm just watching her eat, let's say, fucking four kilos of fucking jelly. I'm like, this bitch is shitting green for a fucking month after oh. eating this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she just, like, really, like, she's got the microphone right up to her mouth and she's, like, biting into all these different candies. It's, like, kind of sexual, kind but, like, Fuck it, I just sat there and I'd watch it just like, okay, I get how people can like get relaxed by this because I'm I'm riveted for like 10 minutes watching her just eat all this <laughs> shit. But my, my, my mind just went to, man, like she is shitting. Like you drink a fucking blue milk, you shit green, let alone like five kilos of fucking blue candy. Like Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the old uh, um, when you eat, to, like if you have like beetroot on a burger or if you have like yeah, a yeah, beetroot yeah. salad or something and I then the next day. you've got internal bleeding. Yeah. yeah, the next day you're like, oh, fuck, what happened? He's like, oh, I actually just had And it. also she, like I assume she was like, she had a hot face, but you don't really see the rest of her body. She's got to be a chunker. Nah. I went, to, I went to Instagram. She's like a fucking model. I'm like, okay, so I get it. She eats this stuff and then pukes it into the fucking toilet after. She has to. Yeah. There's no way she eats this much sugar. Oh, she is a model. She's probably smashing Coke and like meth and yeah, everything maybe. else to try to stay skinny. Um, and probably throwing up as well. Yeah. But the one, like, I guess closest to ASMR that I have been into lately is watching machines make shit. So, like, when they show you how they fucking, like, put toothpaste in a tube or how they make a mattress or like... I've never thought about how they get toothpaste in a tube. 
Just shit like that, like just like manufacturing videos. Like, yeah, I watched um like a twenty minute video the other day of how they make pencils. Yeah, just yeah, like they they get all the graphite, fucking da da da, make the thing, and then like all pencils are gray to start with. They're all gray lids, and then they color the graphite, and then you know like that's what gives it the color. Yeah, it was just like I just I start like just zoning out, like wow. It's really cool how the cheese comes out of that machine. <laughs> like, it's so Bro, fucking I, weird. I had to go to uh, Melbourne last year for the place that I'm employed at mm-hmm. to see how they manufacture some of the stuff that we sell. Yep. And it was incredibly sad. Like okay. just seeing people in a production line. Yeah. Where it's like it's one guy's job just to drill like a little hole and then he passes it on to you and then like yeah. you smack it with the hammer and then it just like passes on. And I was like... I had a job like that. Bruh. When I was like 17. Yeah. It's a fucking killer job, right? I literally just sat next to the machine with a book because it was pre-smartphone. It was pre-fucking mobile phones almost, you know what I mean? Like you had a mobile phone but it didn't even have a snake on it at this point. You know? Yeah. So you'd go with a book, you'd sit on a stool and just watch, it was cheese. And you'd just watch the cheese go by. <laughs> and you'd, is, my job was, is the mach, did the machine fuck up? No. Nah. Okay, sweet. Just let it keep going. And then if the machine fucked up, I didn't fix the machine. It wasn't my job to fix anything or stop anything. I just had to call the cunt that fixed the machine. Yeah. So literally my job was just to sit there in case the machine broke. Watching cheese. Watching cheese. Yeah. Reading a book. Um, but it was like, I guess inflation wise, it'd be like forty five dollars an hour now. Like back then, it was probably like thirty two or something like that. But it was like two thousand one, so it was fucking really good money to just sit on a stall night shift, watch yeah. cheese go by on a conveyor belt. That's so fucking funny, dude. I yeah, I've worked at a I've worked at a factory before, like sandblasting mm. and doing other just mindless yeah mindless I know tasks. A, I know a dude who fucking puts the cotton in medicine bottles. And he's been doing it for like 15 years. Isn't it f- like, I feel so sorry for those people. And oh, like when bro. you work with certain people and they're like, like when I worked at the hospital, pushing people around in beds, yeah. that can be a mindless task. Yeah. Like just walking all over a hospital, yeah. walking 20 kilometers a day. And like you talk to some people and it's just like, what do you do? And they're just like, oh, just we'll go home and watch TV and. Yeah. yeah, then I just pick up extra shifts in here. Then like I come back and I do can. this again, yeah. And how long have you been doing this for? And they're like 35 years. And it's like, bruh. Like, <laughs> you're already dead, bro. Yeah, dude. Like, you spent... Yeah, you're you're just a fucking walking zombie. Oh, man. Yeah, this guy was like uh, the uh, cotton in the pill bottles guy. was like a fucking survivalist dude. So he loved like going camping and fucking shooting shit. And yeah. He was just stacking money to buy fucking ammunition. And, you know, like... Smoke bongs, like... Yeah, dude, was, smoking bongs is a great escape from doing some <laughs> of those jobs. <laughs> every, every bad job I've ever had involved either smoking bongs before, during, and definitely after. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, I think there's, like, a high amount of people that are literally just doing that, and they're just like, I don't care what I do, as long as I can smoke my bongs, then I'm going to be happy. Oh, man, working at the Melbourne Aquarium baked out of my head for, oh, like, six years. Right, that would have been so fun. So good, man. I was given fucking glass-bottom boat tours on top of the main tank. <laughs> I didn't know the names of the fish. I didn't know shit. I'm making stuff up. Yeah. Like... No one's going to fact-check nah, what, what kind of fish is... Oh, that's a... And I just, like, 
whatever it looked like. I'm like, that's a yellow finned uh, fuckwit, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a yellow finned big boy. Over yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because it was always like international, like, tourists and stuff that would do it. So it was like a couple of hot Swedish backpackers and you're just like pretending you're a fucking marine biologist. Oh, yeah, no, nah, these, they live for 100 years and yeah, really, just making up facts. Really haven't finished school and it's just like, yeah. yeah, I smoked eight bongs in my fucking Toyota Camry before I started. Like I deliberately left work half, uh, left home half an hour early so I could sit here and punch bongs in the car. Yeah. But did I used to work with a guy that, you know the center console in your car? Mm-hmm. He used to buy... Tiny bongs, like because in Canberra, little spring valleys that oh, they're probably like this, yeah, like yeah. just yeah, tiny little bongs. And in Canberra, like there's so many pawn shops, yep. and there's just you can just buy bongs, yeah. So, growing up, if you ever needed a bong, like you could make a Gatorade one, but yep. most of the time, you just go and buy one, or you yep. just get someone older to buy you yep. one. And it was so weird until I moved out of Canberra that realized that that was a pretty unique Canberra thing at the time where. Yeah. Like, I was just like, what do you mean, like, I can't buy a bong in Sydney? Like, I remember, like, going mm. to this shop and this lady's like, that's not a bong, it's a water pourer. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about, country? She's like, yeah, we sell water pourers. Have and you I got like, any vases? Yeah, yeah. Off your tree in uh, Melbourne was always the, the go-to. There was one on uh, Swanston Street. And, yeah, I bought my, my favourite bong ever there. I, call, I na- nicknamed it Oprah. Nice. Um Big double chamber waterfall. Fuck, I love that thing. Yeah, I had yeah. a, I had one of the American style agung bulls. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you kind of pull the, yeah. pull the thing. Never out. understood the pulling the cone piece out. Like, isn't it fucking hot as shit? Isn't? It? Nah, it's not. And sometimes it's got like a little glass tab thing that you right. can pull. But the good thing about those ones is they also have like a little rubber backing, so yeah, you yeah, can just yeah, plug, yeah. you can just unplug that and just yeah. smoke it like a normal bong anyway. There you go. <laughs> Bong talk, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it is so funny, but yeah, we best one I ever had. While we're on bongs. We it was named Tommy. It was named after the guy that gave it to me. Uh, he was a plumber. Yeah, um, Spring Valley bongs. So just a bit of fucking poly pipe that, like the rubbery pipe you get that you could just mold onto the the uh, glass bottle. Yeah, but it was just a Spring Valley bottle, right? But the Spring Valley bottle he dug up from underneath a house. And it was an old one. It had one imperial, like, ounce. Or, like, it was written in the old style, like, the um, how much was in it. Yeah. And it was the cleanest, like, the best fucking pipe ever. People, like, would request it. I'd go to a party, like, are you bringing your bong? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm <laughs> fucking bringing Tommy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Tommy Chong's coming. And I um, I remember leaving the house one night and I had, you know, heaps of shit in my hands and I had it in the... I cleaned it out, put it in the fucking paper bag. It was a freezing cold night in Melbourne. I put it down on the concrete, and the concrete was so cold, it just fucking shattered the fucking no. the glass, bro. And um, I remember turning up with it in the bag in pieces, and everyone was fucking devastated. <laughs> you having a little funeral for Yeah, yeah pretty much. And then, like, we went down and, like, got a new fucking juice bottle for it, and everyone was like, it's just not the fucking same, bro. Yeah. It's not the same. We want Tommy back. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Like, there is a definite attachment that stoners get yeah. to their bongs as well. The thing well. is, like, through my head, all these names of all these bongs, because I always get a name in the end, all these names of all these bongs I used to smoke back in, in the day. Conan O'Bong we used to have. <laughs> it was a Powerade bottle, but we put googly eyes on it and then, like, a little red, like... A little bit of red hair. A little bit of red hair in the, like, the... Yeah, the Conan style. Um, it was fucking disgusting, but... It had character, so... Dude, yeah, I remember uh, at at my sister's house one time, 
her fucking roommate one day was like, do you want, he's like, do you want a bong, bro? And he was just this fucking dweeb from Sydney, basically. And I was like, yeah, man, all right, sweet. Went into his room. It was a Powerade bottle. Yep. And he's like, oh, loaded it up for you, man. Which I always hated when people like packed packed cones because it's like, dude, I know how much I want to smoke. Yeah, and sometimes it was a stitch up. They'd yeah. fucking thumb screw the shit out of yeah. it and haystack it on the top so it looks like it's loose. Yeah. yeah. And then you're sitting there like just fucking circular breathing yeah. trying to rip this whole thing. Dude, it was a Powerade bottle, but it was literally black with just like all <sighs> the rank shit that was, that was, I don't know, that had just filtered through yeah. there and he just never cleaned it. And then, like, by the time he passed it to me, like, I just, for whatever reason, I didn't want to be like, hey, dude, that's rank. Yeah. And just, I saw, I just smoked it. <laughs> dude, like, when I exhaled, it didn't even taste like weed. It just tasted like the remnants yeah, of that. And I was like, oh. And and I was like, fuck that, Probably dude. dead cockroaches. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm just going to, like, whenever it comes to smoking from now on, it's just like, just J's yeah. or did if ever, I've got my own bong. Did you ever drink the water? No, I've, I, who was like one of our friends got told like the way to pull a bong is to put your hand over the top <laughs> of the, the mouthpiece yeah. and then to pull like suck on the little hole oh, at the back and then they were like, and then you got to like, sh- like scull the water. So that bong had sat there for literally like three months and yeah. just not been cleaned. And this dumb dog did it. And I was just like. This is the cruelest thing that uh, anyone's ever done to someone. <laughs> I inadvertently drank out of Tommy one night. Oh no! I massive bong head. I had a bedroom, never got to the bed. I always just slept on my couch. Yeah, like because I'd stay up smoking bongs, and eventually you just like watch pass TV out. on the couch. I pass out on the couch every fucking night. My bed was my like wardrobe. Um, but yeah, like I had like the bottle of Pepsi or whatever next to the couch and in the middle of the night, I just reached down, think I've got the bottle of Pepsi. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah, man. It wasn't like, the thing was, like it was bad, but it was not as bad as you'd think it would be. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like stagnant, like just shit water. Yeah. um, I don't know if it got me high or not because it was fucking 3 a.m. or whatever. Brutal, eh? So bad. Yeah, it's even like I remember there was like fucking the old, the old Bucky Bong, and you'd get the kiss of death sometimes doing doing that. Fucking hilarious. Um, just to just to segue off off our our uh, bit of Bong chat here. Um, how good was the uh, Stag and Hunter last night? Cooking, bro. Dude, what the fuck? That was a. I think like a hot day helped bring punters into the pub. Yeah. I had that feeling all day. I was like, I think there's going to be people there tonight. It's not going to be one of those like uh, six, seven, eight, like slowly build to maybe 10 people. I was like, I reckon it's going to like be a decent crowd tonight. Not what, like, I didn't expect what it was though. Like such a hot crowd and such an, like, like an older audience too. Yeah. Which I, like I found really interesting was that they were like 45 to maybe 50 a yeah. lot of them. And there was a sprinkle of young'uns, but yeah. yeah, there definitely was like a bunch of older people. Up for it, got all the jokes, fucking super supportive. Like And went like when Mitch Garling started and a few of them were talking and yeah. like I was like, Oh fuck, is this gonna be one of those yeah. crowds where they just they just talk like that happened on Tuesday night. So I did the club on yep. Tuesday night open mic. There was three drunk chicks 
that were just like front and center, just sitting and talking like oh. the minute, like if you looked at them and diverted a joke yeah. to them, they loved it. The minute you turned like to acknowledge the rest of the crowd, yeah. they're just like, bah, 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 and just started talking. And because they're just in such a pivotal part, you're like, yeah, can't shut the fuck up. Like, something wrong with me. Now I have like dude, FOMO. I'm like, oh, oh I, it I was, want them. It was so <laughs> fucking funny that you bring that up because I was just like, when I got home, I was like, Joel would have loved it tonight. <laughs> he would have went fucking like right off on these bitches. Like, and at one point, like. All my best fucking uh, Instagram reels recently have been me just tearing cuts. into bitches at the fucking club. Yeah, it's, it's the best. Like I, she, and then a fuck at one point, like I noticed she's sitting there filming me. Right. And it's right when I'm doing a new bit. Yeah. So I'm directing like this bit to the attentive part of the audience and I glance over and see that she's filming. Mm. And so I'm like, hey, like, can you not film? And then she's like, oh, sorry. And then put away. And I'm like, I'm still working this bit out. Yeah. And then it completely like just derailed yep. the motion of the joke. And I'm like, when the, when the joke's fully formed and ready to go, I'll call you and you can come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that just there's, fucking annoys me. That there's, n- there's three rules. Yeah. Don't talk, don't film, don't take your drinks outside. Yeah, and they broke fucking two yeah. of the three, like, literally right there. And, and I guess one that is, is unspoken and seems to need to be keep uh, being enforced at uh, the club is don't do coke in the men's bathroom ten people at a time. Yeah, weird thing that, like, <laughs> it's such a small bathroom as well. It's There's so literally dumb. one It's cubicle. always six foot two dudes as well. Yeah. Like, you can see them over the top of the fucking yeah. the toilet stall. And, like, five guys in the smallest fucking stall possible. It's, like, a bit of decorum, boys. Like, just pass the key off, pass the bag off, take turns, motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and sit down, maybe. And, like, the, the, the weirdest thing is, like, doing coke at a comedy show is the worst place you could do it because when you when people are on coke, all they want to do is talk. And 100%. it's like, dude, you're just ruining everything. I can't everything. think of anything worse. Yeah. Uh, so, they, yeah, these chicks, like, were just absolute ball busters and I was like fuck just stop and I was like the weird thing about comedy is that people really respect it but also have no respect for yeah, it yeah, yeah. like if you tell someone you do comedy they're like wow and I think they respect public speaking yeah that's what it is it's they, like I could never get up in front of a room full of strangers and blah 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 it's yeah. like yeah but it's like there's no respect that's for not the even art. The, that's not even the hard part. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hard part's curating jokes and then like trying to fucking deliver them. And then and when make it look conversational, make it look like you're coming up with it on the spot. Yeah. You know, especially when you've done them a hundred fucking times, you know, like... And just having to deal with wallies when you're, in the, when you're there. It's just like, fuck, like this isn't how, like how you watch comedy at home with your mate and you can sit there and talk and be like, oh yeah, like he does have a valid point about that. Like yeah. just sitting there talking, it's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, what are you even doing here? But I think I, one I of even hearing a joke and then turning to your friend and being like, that reminds me of the time that fucking Dave, it's like, bitch, not after the show. Yeah. Talk about it then. Yeah, like, and then, like, the most annoying part was, like, because I was last, so then I saw, like, everyone, like, kind of leave, and everyone's like, hey, really like to set, blah, 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 and they came up, and they're like, oh, my God, you were so funny, we actually fucking love you, and it's just like, dude, you ruined the show for <laughs> the other 60 people Did here. Did you tell them? Yeah, I was like, guys, like, you, you should not have, I was like, yeah, like, yeah. you had a great time, 
but you inadvertently like ruined it for like everybody else. And they're like, Oh, what? Like we didn't ruin it. Like the show wasn't ruined. Like, and they, or everyone says the same thing. No, we added to the show. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't add to the show because you're a drunk, annoying cunt. There's one thing you can add to the show to help it. Laughter. Yeah. Or shut the fuck up. If you don't think it's funny, fine. Don't laugh. That's fine. Yeah. Like it's subjective, but you, you're not helping. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, back to you're, you're only helping if you get like you heckle, you get served, and then you shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, right. Like so, okay, cool. You got your little fucking piece in. You think you're funny. You're not. I'm funnier. Shut the fuck up. Let's move on. Yeah, that's literally that's literally it. And it's like you've tried to impress your friends. I've roasted you. Now yeah. your friends are going to remind you how bad you got roasted. Shut the fuck up yeah. and let's just keep going. And I find that the, like, if someone pipes up, if you just roast them real bad, real hard, real early, yeah. it just sets a precedent. Oh, it's yeah. just like, oh, okay, I won't heckle Don't that guy anymore. fucking try me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I, like, um, Hamish, the guy who hosted the club on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. the MC, did, a, did something pretty funny. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, guys, like, these are newbies, like, please don't heckle them. If you want to heckle someone, you can heckle me. And he's like, go on, heckle me, heckle me. I dare you. Someone with the balls in this room, heckle me. And, like, everyone was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, and, like, that he, works. he, like, like bluffed them so hard that they were like, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to heckle this dude. Um, but, yeah, the stag last night was, was popping. Um, you had a fucking good set. Mitch Coin had a fucking good yeah, set as Mitch well. Mitch Fry had a fucking Mitch great Fry. Set. I fuck. I need to message him actually because I was like, bro, that's the best I'd seen him do. You could see it on his face too. Like there was that thing of like, what the fuck is happening? Like, yeah, everything landed. Dude, I love when I love when someone who works on comedy like just keeps kind of pursuing it, and then yeah. eventually just starts to get better. Yeah. And like, you can like he's got had all these ideas for these jokes. Yeah. And he's like, in my head, this is funny. Like, it's funny to me. How do I deliver this in a funny way? Yeah. And he's now working out how, like, yeah, to man. deliver it and his stuff's, in a funny like, way. pretty fucking out there. Some it's of it. really out there. But it's just like, <laughs> that's what makes it fucking good. Because it's like, but dude. But they, they went with him 100%. That, that's like, the best. That's when you love the audience. So they're just like, bro, yeah. whatever you're thinking, <laughs> just take me on the fucking ride. Like, I'll come with you. Just let me know where we're going. And they're like, like this is wanna, where we're going. I don't want to do his bits, but, the, like, the... I fucked a kid. Yeah. And like, you know, like I was a, a goat and then he, you know, brings it back. But like they went with that. And yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Everything's up for grabs. Everything's like, good. And like, and and there's, have you seen Andrew Santino's new special? No, I haven't. I saw the, a clip from it about Epstein's Island, um, which made me go, oh, fuck, I need to remember to check that out. It's, but no, I haven't seen it It's yet. really, like he does this thing which is really cool that he reminds the audience. He's just like, Hey, like this is a comedy show. And he's just like, there's certain rules in society. Yeah. And he goes, but once we come inside these walls, all those rules are gone. Yeah. And he's just like, for instance, he's like, what's your name? And he just like points this dude. And the guy's like, Jeff. And he's like, Oh, Jeff. And just like (laughs) pretends to wank on him. And everyone laughs. And he's just like, now see, if I did that in regular society, he's just like, people would be like, well, that redheaded guy's a fucking asshole. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> and 
like it just felt like last night everyone was just like I'm on board with the rules of yeah, forgetting yeah, yeah. that we're in society like we're in a sacred little safe space yeah, where no, we can say no, whatever the fuck you want no real groans even like yeah you know like and I love groans like yeah sometimes a groan is as good as a laugh because oh. sometimes a groan you're like I've told seven jokes for you but that one was for me that was for me and it hit you all in the stomach yeah that's what the sound of the groan is is oh, oh. fuck yeah it's like yeah got yous got ya because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they inadvertently do it as well it's just like yeah, xyz like oh it's but, it's an honest honest reaction you know? yeah and like Good reaction, bad reaction. Like if the crowd was booing me, I'd still be happy because they had a reaction. Like they didn't just go, meh. When they just sit there and go, nah, nothing. Oh, it's the worst. You know, there's, I won't name names, but there's like one comic who just from around here who regularly just gets zero. Yeah. Like he'll get up, he'll do five minutes and nothing. Like nothing, nothing. Yeah. Not and it's you feel so sorry for these people as well because from discussions that I've had with other people, there's one of those people in every scene. 100%. Wherever you go, they're around. And for the bi- them... The bigger the scene, the more of them too. Yeah. And the thing is for them, like, comedy is secondary, but it's the socialization 100%. that's the big thing for them. So it's I like, belong. These, yeah, these are my people. These are my people. Yeah. And I get to come out here every two days and do some jokes and hang out with my friends. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh dude, like if you turn up to the open mic and you're not on the open mic, there's a fair chance, you know, like, yeah. what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> like just stay home. Yeah. Right. Like, and like, I, I've seen that happen a few times and I'm like, what are these people doing? Like when they're rocking up, are they trying to get a sympathy spot? Yeah. Are they just being supportive? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, when the Newcastle comedy club, changed you know from having it open mic to you have to sign up which yeah. i think ultimately has been better for the club yeah um i was like i wonder like how this is going to be and then i was like maybe i will still try come most weeks if i know that there's people that i really get along well yeah. within the scene it's like i can go there have a hang but more importantly i can sit there and and just watch from an audience yeah. perspective because I love when like your mate has a, f- a bit that you haven't thought of and yeah. you're like, that's a fucking killer bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have a tagline or like an alternative angle and you're like, bro, come in with this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want, like here's my t- 10 cents. Yeah. And you know, more often than not to like, fuck that's, that's sweet. And then when you see the joke evolve and they've incorporated like a little bit of extra stuff that you've thrown in there, you're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like yeah. I get excited for this bit now. So if I, I, if I went to like, I had the feeling this week that I was like, Oh, I want to, go and then i was like yeah but you're not a fucking loser so just like stay home like no i actually think like if, if you, i wanted to go i'd want to go from 7 to seven thirty, and have the pre-show hang oh uh, yeah and then i'd fuck off like i'd have i've got no interest in watching like the show i know i'm gonna see everyone's bits new eventually. bits eventually um yeah it's kind of cool seeing them the first time or whatever or like when they're not quite cooked and seeing them develop but i'd rather see those bits killed and like you know what i mean in the in the infancy stage yeah i'd rather go see it on a friday like on a friday saturday night showcase and see it in front of a real big audience yeah you know there's that, 90 people in there that's invested as well it's not the open mic audience it's like eh, it's free you yeah know? like because that's what it is sometimes like those the times it's it's rare. It's not every time, but sometimes that Tuesday audience can be a bit fucking like 
weird and, yeah. and quiet. And I think it's a bunch of people that have just gone, eh, it's free. Oh, I've been before. And that's another thing too. They've been before or they've been a lot and they come and they see 90% of the same stuff again and they're kind of like, oh, I expected. Yeah. People, I don't know what they fucking expect. I think people think that like you come up with a new five minutes every week. Well, that we're coming up with it like off the top of our head. Like, yeah. You just walk up and like, oh, this is what happened to on the way to the club today. Like, Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, that happened last week. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm developing bits. Oh, fuck. That's one I hate so much. I did like a, the, the, I fucked my girlfriend in the, the, stair, the stairwell at Coles and I got through the setup and someone going, no, you didn't. I'm like, okay. Of course I fucking didn't. Yeah. Like, How much of a degenerate do you actually think that I am, you fucking pelicans? Like, is it, what are you objecting to? The fact that I fucked my girlfriend in the stairwell at Coles or that I can fuck a girl? Like, what part is it that you don't think is true? Yeah. You know? And, like, don't just cut someone off when they're halfway through a bit because it's just, like, the beauty of the bit is, like, it sometimes is outrageously unbelievable. And All right, sometimes bitch. Come with me now. I'm going to go fuck you in the stairwell at Coles to prove a point. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes like you do have a bit that's so outrageous that people are like, that can't be a true story. And it's just like, I'll show you the photo and prove yeah, that yeah, a 70 yeah. year old man literally sure. stuck a fork down his dick. Yeah. And they're like, what? But also like it not being true. That's like one of the tenets of fucking comedy, comedy is, yeah. is telling so, telling something that did not happen, could never happen. It's crazy and wild and you never thought of it. So it's this new rich idea to somebody and it's like, yeah. whoa, I never thought of that. It's and, like, yeah, because it never happened. And often what it is is there's just garnish on top of a story. 100%. So whatever the story is, it's like I've just sprinkled a little bit of garnish on there. It's yeah. just like the meal's pretty much cooked but I just wanted a little bit of extra flavour on there and yeah. that, made it, they, that made it better. 100%. Um. Dude, I've had that, the joke about eating pussy in my phone. Oh, the, the didgeridoo joke? Yeah. Bro, that was my favourite shit that you did last night, as well as, like, the, the amazing fucking sound effect you pulled out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing. So good. That has sat in my phone for probably, like, two months. Nice. And I was just like, it, like, eating pussy is, to me, it's funny. Like, I think it's just, I think it's just a funny thing. <laughs> But I got really worried because I was just like, you know, even though like, even though I do degenerate comedy and I am a scallywag, it's just like I don't want to get fifty percent of the audience yeah. off side by being like, let's talk about pussy. The person that loved that the most was the old bird on the wall. Yeah, yeah, she lost her mind. But then, as soon as you started talking about eating pussy, she was just like, yes, yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like. I think what it is is because it's like the joke isn't me being like, hey, I, I'm i so good at eating pussy, no. blah, blah, blah. It's just like it's, a, it's about being really bad at eating yeah. pussy. And then I was just like once I did the joke and I like hopped off stage, it was all like the curtain kind of open realisation. I was like, fuck, like every woman in this room has been eaten out at one point in their life. And there is a 98% chance that someone's done a really bad job at doing it. And it's just like, so if you're the person that's bad at eating pussy, you're self-deprecating yourself. It's a relatable subject to these women. And you've got a funny alternative angle that you pull on it at the end. And I There's was like, women out there who don't like getting their pussy eaten because it was eaten so badly one time. Yeah. I just don't like that. That's not for me. 
Yeah, and it's just like, no, but I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, dude, I've, I'm so that fucking cunt. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, you haven't let me eat your pussy yet, have you, love? Oh, man, I remember like one Let me put the feed bag on. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I can circular breathe. I'll be down there for a week, dude. Yeah. I remember when I was like really young, like maybe 20, there was a, a chick that um, I was seeing and she was really self-conscious. Like, I think she was self-conscious mm. or I think it was someone had done a really bad job prior. Yeah. I remember, like, at one point, like, hooking up with him and being like, please, just let me try it. I've got nothing else good to offer you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to bust quick. None of this is going to be enjoyable. You're going to tell your friends how much of a dud I am. I'm like, please, for the love of God, let me save the game here, bro. Let me let me try. For I listen to rap for th- from, like, 12 <laughs> to, like, to, I still listen to rap. Yeah. And I was like, I know Eminem verses. I can get the tongue going, bro, please. <laughs> Dr. Octagon's Vagina Dino is my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, it's it's so funny. So I'm glad I'm glad the new I'm glad the new bit went well. Um crafting that Irwin Irwin's bit a mm-hmm. little bit as well. And I've done, yeah, I've done a few different iterations of that. The ending of that is uh, is the strongest part. Yeah. About the uh, at the birth. Without you know, I don't want to give it yeah. away, but yeah, the and yeah. I don't know if I should shorten it and just be like, start with loving Steve, getting into that, yeah. maybe hit the hit the wife and then just hit Bindi and leave Bob yeah. out of it. But Bob are we, is a are smug we, I fucking, I wish Steve Irwin, I wish the UFC was around when he was a lad. Oh, dude. Because he would have been a monster. Yeah. That cunt can wrestle crocodiles. Yeah. Like... Dude. I want to see Steve Irwin versus fucking Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I reckon he could fucking just hold Brock Lesnar down and be like, oh, he's a big fucking fella. <laughs> fucking gee, look at him. Look Jeez, at they him, make them big in Minnesota, don't they? Look at the traps on this one. <laughs> Crikey. Dude, I was thinking about the bit uh, on the weekend. Like I'd, I'd smoked a dude with a friend and was telling him about the bit. And we were talking about like just how fucking – like how wild it is that they get like six meter crocodiles and it's just sitting there and it's just got its mouth open. Mm. It's just like hissing at them like, bro, fucking eat ya. And then they just like get like a wet tea towel and just throw like a wet tea towel over this, over the crocodile's eyes. And they're like, that'll save us. It's <laughs> like, <it's just> like, <laughs> so funny, man. Like who was the first cunt that's just like, Hey, Brian, you ever consider just putting like a wet tea towel over its eyes so it can't see you? And it's like, <laughs> as if that's going to fucking work. And he's like, just give it a crack, mate. And he just, he throws it on there. And then next minute, this fucking prehistoric man-eating yeah. killing machine is just like, oh, where did everyone go? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, who was the cunt that like figured out that when their mouth is yeah. open like that, you can just rest your hand on top yeah, of the it? pressure. And they can't do anything. And it's like, who the fuck figured yeah. that out? All the muscles go downwards, not up. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like some cunt was just like, oh, you just put your hand on there, mate. Bit of duct tape. Like duct tape does does fuck all, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't hold your car bumper on with I it. was just about to say the exact <laughs> same thing. Cunt. You see beaten up cars with a bit of duct tape trying to hold their front bumper on and it does fuck all. It's like a fucking bit of duct tape can just yeah. like secure one of the world's biggest predators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to grab a, another beverage. We'll cool. be right back. The boys have grabbed some more beverages. Jolie's on the old uh, buff traces. Anyone ever call you JP? 
It was my rap name for ever. Yeah. And, like, it was my nickname in high school, yeah, JP. Yeah. Um, I guess, well, like, when I stopped doing music, I just got over it. Like, everyone called me JP for so long that I was just like, it's nice to be called Joel for a while. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you get the comedian thing where everyone calls you by your last name kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, it started in the Melbourne scene. People started calling me JP in, in comedy, and I was like, can, nah, not you guys too. All yeah, right, it's like, a different art form. Yeah, it was just like, I don't know, like, it was like – natural it's my fucking initials like and that's why i chose it as a quote-unquote rap name because i didn't want to be called fucking i didn't want people calling me fucking it's the cedric entertainer bit i didn't want cuz calling me delicious when i'm fucking 40 years old you know like, yeah my initials will, will do the trick um and you know like it was close to jay-z jp like easy yeah um i, I always liked rappers that had names that were based on their real name, like Ludacris is Chris Bridges, like people that, even fucking Nelly is, uh, his real name's Cornell. Ah, uh, yeah. So like just the extension. Nell, yeah. You know, but then you got fucking Trevor Smith. Yeah. Do you know who that is? Nah. Buster Rhymes. Oh, is it? Trevor fucking Smith. Smith yeah. He sounds like the old bloke down the fucking pub, like, oh yeah, I fucking could have played for the rabbit eyes. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Dude, the other day before going to do some stand-up, I there was a fucking a dead set Trevor Smith down at the pub and I was having a beer with a mate and um, everyone left and it was just me stuck with this random dude and he's just like, yeah, man, so what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, like a bit of comedy, blah, blah, blah. And I was having a word to him. He's like, yeah, man, well, that's pretty good, bro. And I was like, yeah, man, like it's, you know, comedy's like my vice. It's like my favourite thing mm. to do. And he's like, oh, brother, I've got... I've had a few vices, eh? And I was like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, yeah, gambling. He's like, mate, I haven't played the pokies in about three months. I was like, oh, that's good, dude. Like, pokies are a dead set trap. If I could trade his laptop. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, and then he's just like, yeah, man. He goes, gambling, smoking, drinking, and drugs are my vices. And I was just like, oh, yeah, there's some good yeah. vices. And he's just like. So all the things, bro. Yeah. And he goes, you know, if I never did that, I reckon I'd have probably three houses by now. I'm like. But that's everyone. Yeah, bro. Like, if I didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> if I just drank water and ate one meal a week, I reckon I'd have five investment properties. Yeah. I was like, you're a fucking pelican. Um, but some things that caught my eye in the, in the news this week. Uh, did you ever watch, during the pandemic, did you ever watch Tiger King? Fucking earth I watched Tiger King. I think King. the whole world did. Uh, and right. I, and I almost went back to it the other day. Like, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm ready for more Joe Exotic. <laughs> like, I need him back in my life. There's a fucking rap name right there, dude. Joe Exotic. Fuck yeah. And I mean, I'm surprised he didn't try it. With all the fucking, the albums he put out, I'm sure, um, why why didn't we get a Tiger King rap album? I mean, I can see the pixel and paint, like, masterpiece style cover with fucking, with Joe Exotic, tigers and bitches, well, not bitches, yeah, dudes. Some, some dudes in fucking booty shorts, you know. Some like, methed out dudes. How funny was it the guy that's like... I'm he not, def he I'm definitely had a fucking type, didn't he? He's like... I I'm, want him with no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> too much, teeth were just getting in the way of getting his dick sucked. <laughs> so it's just like, maybe if I just fuck methed out dudes, everything's going to be all right. That's, that's, that's a fucking alpha gay right there, Joe Exotic, though. Yeah, like, but a low-key alpha. Like, yeah, because yeah. he says, like, <laughs> my boyfriend wrestles tigers, and it's just like, what, cunt? <laughs> Um, but Carol Baskin's ex-husband, who everyone thought was dead, yeah. and everyone's like, Carol 
definitely she fucking did it. Yeah. Killed him, put him through a meat mincer or something, and fed him to the tigers. He's alive, and he's <laughs> so after decades of this guy being missing. Hot take: I still think she killed him. I still think <laughs> so do I because if you read the article, she's like, "No, he's alive. He's just in Costa Rica." And it's like, is he though? Like he's he, hanging out with Tupac and Elvis. Yeah. yeah. On the old, uh, that old island that uh, there's conspiracies of that Elvis moved to and Princess Diana and all these other right, people yeah. moved to. and um, But yeah, it just, it just fucking, it caught my eye and it made me fucking, it made me laugh that old, uh, Do, old Carol Baskin. Has he, has he like done an interview or like said where he's been? <laughs> no, this is all, this is all information from Carol Baskin. Right, so right. like, I'm still thinking that, that this motherfucker's <laughs> dead, dude. <laughs> he's dead as disco, like. He's fucking been chopped up, fed to the tigers, um, but bro, just so much, so much news has kind of happened. Um, but I think my favorite news article for the week is that Kanye West's legal team dumped him via a newspaper ad because they couldn't get in contact with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kanye! Which is, man, like. Was it like variety? Did they do like entertainment news or like... I don't it'd have to be something Kanye's going to... Kanye doesn't read. Yeah. Like he's openly admitted that he doesn't read. He thinks it's like a waste of time and it's just like... They did it in print? Like, yeah. Don't you know print's dead? Yeah. Like fucking hell. Oh, okay. So he doesn't have a... Li- like as if you wouldn't... Like if you're a law, a big time law firm, as if you wouldn't t- take on Kanye. Yeah. He's got fucking. He's gonna gotta have lawsuits coming out the fucking ass. Absolutely, right? And yeah. you're getting paid a commission. Fuck that. I'll take Kanye on. Yeah, it's just like, bro. I think at this point, Kanye would probably accept either one of us as his lawyer. Yeah, true. Well. He'd we be should, like, dude. I know. I know. Brooke doesn't do criminal law, but we should fucking word her up. Yeah, like, hey, you know, Kanye's looking for a lawyer, right? Kanye needs someone, Brooke, and that might change your damn life. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, it's made me think of, like, imagine, like, all of the other stuff. Like, imagine breaking up with, like, a partner by just, like, putting an ad in an, in, in the newspaper. Imagine quitting your job by just, like, putting it in the press. It's just, like, fucking Joel Pierce quits his job helping fucking people. And it's just, like, <laughs> your boss just, like, buys the Daily Telegraph and then it's just, like, you've just paid for the front page of, <laughs> of it. It's just, like, I quit. <laughs> it's just, like, here's a dude we... Some people don't really know, but it says you're on the front of the Daily Telegraph. So I can't put up with these work conditions anymore. Yeah. This fucking sucks. Spend ten grand, take out a full page. Like, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of breaking up with your missus in the newspaper or in like her favorite magazine. So she like reads fucking Cosmo or some shit, and you take out a fucking a page like an ad next to Estee Lauder or whatever, and you're just <laughs> like. Stephanie, I'm sick of you fucking shit. It's over, Stephanie. Oi, dude, you're on the front fucking page of... I know you fucking Josh from work. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the front page By the way, Josh, fuck you too. (laughs) You're on the front page of Woman's Weekly and she's like, why it didn't work between me and Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's like, who the fuck's this dude? Local comedian yeah, breaks up with walking his out of the local Coles with sunglasses and a Yankees hat on. Like, oh, don't stop. look at me. Yeah, stop talking to me. Um, and uh, Michael Clark, did you see? Did you see he got in a uh, a public dispute with his missus and about him? cricketer? Yeah. So Michael Clark apparently was fucking his ex girlfriend. Was he the one that was with Lara Bingle? Yeah, years and years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh mate, the fucking Lara Bingle. Did you get that? Did you get that photo sent to your phone? I don't think so. No. So 
Good old Brendan Favola, like big fan, big, big fan yeah. of Fev, right? Uh, could go on and on about the lovely stories of Fev. Uh, but, the uh, ultimate pest. He's the fucking reason everyone, he leaked that photo. He took took and leaked that photo. I remember being at work and my phone just going off five different times from five different mates going, check it out, it's Laura Bingle's tits. <laughs> <laughs> It was like that was before viral. It was before so like I think Facebook maybe was out then, but it was like the early, like 2007 shit version of Facebook. Yeah, and yeah, bang! I got Lara Bingle's tits to my phone like instantly. Dude, God bless you, Fev. That's so funny. Remember him at the Brownlow, just oh, just maggot, just being an all, ultra all time Australian television performance. Pressure point, pressure point, pressure point. Yeah. Fucking, oh, bro. And you can just tell, like, he's a funny cunt, but he would have been the most annoying, like, teammate as well. Oh, like, dude. You're in the showers after, like, after a game. He's coming in, like, fucking just fucking with you or doing something or. Oh, dude, he, he fucking, he, he made it back. He's on morning rockin' radio now. He, uh, he's, like, front row at all the fucking Melbourne United basketball games. He's, like, he's back as being as big a celebrity as he ever was. When he got, like, banished from the AFL, couldn't get back in, he was going down and playing for local footy clubs for big money. Yeah. And he'd go down and play for some shit, like, fucking, you know, low-grade football club. But he'd kick fucking 25 goals on the weekend because <laughs> he's fucking fev. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter that he was 180 fucking kilos. He still knows how to play footy. He knows yeah. to get in position, get the ball, and he's not going to fucking... Like, fev taught me how to kick. In the sense that you don't drop it from... You drop the ball from your knee. You don't drop it from your waist. Because yeah, there's okay. lower, less fucking space for the ball to fuck around and fall. You just drop it from your knee, belt the fuck out of it. There you go. I never, I never knew that. Oh, bro. I fucking love Fev. What a fucking... What a man. We used to, I used to do an AFL podcast with a comedian from Melbourne, Alessio Carducci. And, dude, we like Fev was... We would find a way to bring up Brendan Favola. He was stories. just a patron saint. Oh, bro, fucking love. Gotta him. love him. Who did he? Was he a Brisbane Lions player? He played for the Lions. Yeah, he played. Yeah. For, he played for Carlton, and then he went to the Lions. Yeah, nice. Him and Ackermanis. They're the, same the two team. teams that I don't know who I go for. Oh, like, there you go. They're my like. They're my. So the first AFL game that I ever went to. Need to get you a Favola jersey. Then. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just go fucking rampaging around. Um, yeah, the first game that I went to was Carlton versus Collingwood. For a mate's Bucks party at the G. That's a fucking solid Bucks party. Yeah. And um, then we took him to the... So my mate was a big Raiders fan as well. Yeah. But we just went to Melbourne for um, for his Bucks. Yeah. But the Raiders were playing the Melbourne Storm. Yep. On, I think it was the Saturday. And the, the boys were like, hey, like this is a massive Friday night. Yeah, AFL yeah. game, like let's go. And I watch used to that. go to the Carlton Collingwood games like regularly just for the fucking game. Yeah, because like, a the fans are fucking yelling abuse at each other, and it was always didn't matter where the, it's like Geelong and Hawthorne doesn't matter where they are on the ladder. It's always for somehow it's close. Yeah, like, because of that rivalry. And um, so I remember going to the game, and then I was like, I'm I don't I just AFL was just never anything that mm. I watched. I just was like, ah oh, fuck, who cares? And then. I said to one of the boys, I was like, oh, i got to go for one of these teams. This is the first AFL yep. game that I've ever watched. And one of my mates is like, you can't go for Collingwood. <laughs> and I was like, why can't I go for Collingwood? And he's just like, they are the shittest cunts. And I was like, why? He goes, uh, how to explain this to you? He goes, you know Manly? And I was like, yeah. And he's just like, 
Bro, that would be like going for Manly. I was like, oh, fuck Manly. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, you either go for these cunts or you fucking hate yeah. him. And I was like, well, I fucking hate these cunts. Yeah, my, my, the other side, like my uh, you know, traditional same way most people go for a footy team. My old man went for Geelong, so I went for Geelong. But my grandfather on my mum's side was a one-eyed, worst type of fucking Collingwood supporter. So I've always had this fucking soft spot for them just because he was just fucking, he was He loved them, but... No one hated him more than him as well. Oh, okay. So I, I remember sitting with him as a, like, as a young kid at the kitchen table. He's watching it on the tiny little fucking portable TV that's in the kitchen. And he never like yelled abuse at the umpires or the other team. It was always directed directly at Collingwood. He was like, you fucking useless fucking cunt Buckley. And I was just like, this is, that's your team though, right? And he's like, yeah, fucking cunts. And yeah, I just, so I've always had like a soft spot for him. So if like Geelong got kicked out, Collingwood was still in. That's, I'd go for Collingwood. That's who you'd go for. That's kind of like me with the Raiders. Like, yeah. they are just like hometown team. They're yeah. like just my second team. And the, the only reason I was like, I kind of go for the Brisbane Lions as well is my mate was like, you go for the Brisbane Broncos. He's yeah. like, you may as well just keep it keep it up north. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I kind of think I might like Carlton a little bit more. But I don't, yeah. I don't know if I can – I don't know enough about it. Um, Brisbane's good. Carlton is perpetually – not that great. So. Yeah, and 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 like that's like I was like I don't want to jump on a bandwagon of a team yeah. that's doing really well. Um, although I did buy a Brisbane Lions hat and a jersey last year, so I was like, who am I really going for? Well, they had the they had the three peat like two thousand two thousand one two thousand two I think it was. Yeah, they haven't won since I don't think. Um, but they've much like Geelong, they're always in the hunt. So like in that sense, they're a good team to go for because they're they're actually good. They're going to win games. They're going to play finals. Yeah. Um, I get, you know, back in Victoria, you get shit for being a Geelong supporter. Like, you're all fucking smug. It's like, yeah, it's because we've been good since the 80s. Like, we haven't dropped off. Like, what do you want me to fuck? What? You want me to be fucking like, oh, yeah, no, it'd be better if we didn't play finals. Like. Yeah. We want to win. (laughs) But I understand what they're saying because I remember one year we didn't make the finals and I caught myself being like, you know what, it's actually pretty good we're not playing finals this year. I don't have to fucking – there's no anxiety. I can just fucking enjoy the final series. I don't have to worry that my team's, like, playing next week. Like, fuck off, cunt. You know what I do to have my team in the finals? I was like, oh, yeah. Well, that was like – A bit over it, you know, every year. (laughs) Every year we're in the hunt. You know, it's just tiresome. Um, That was like Brisbane when I I started going for them. I was was five, like maybe four. Me and my cousins just like we loved horses. My grandparents had horses. Yep. My one of my other grandparents loved Wally Lewis, so she was like, "Mate, Wally Lewis is the man." He's like the one of the only fucking rugby players I can that you know I can name. Yeah, yeah. and only because of Agro's cartoon connection because Agro Agro was <laughs> Agro was filmed in Queensland, and Agro was a massive fucking Wally Lewis fan. Yeah, so every now and again, Wally Lewis would be on Agro, and I'd be like, "Oh, there's the cunt that plays rugby." He was like. He was rugby to me. I was like, yeah, 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 Wally Lewis. Do you get into state of origin at all? Um, no, nah, not really. Oh, because you're a Victorian, eh? Yeah, it's just not a fucking thing. Like, I remember, like, we used to have state of origin AFL. and Sick. Was it just, like, everyone versus Melbourne or? Uh, no, we'd play, like, southern states. So it'd be, like, one month, year it'd be Victoria versus South Australia. Then it'd be Victoria versus WA. Yeah. And then they did, like, an allies kind of team where they put all the other states kind of together or did the... Eastern States together or Tasmania or whatever. But because like Victoria had to be in it every year, it was kind of like, it just fell off. They brought it back um, 2020, just before COVID hit, they had a fucking um, state of origin game. That's sick. Um, They call it state of origin as well. 
Damn. But it's only one game. I thought that the NRL would have licensed that, and they're like, "No, yeah. bro, that's out, that's us." Yeah, no, it was it was really big in the nineties, like, and it was like a massive honor to play for Victoria. Um, and yeah, like they, they played like full out, like it wasn't like, "Oh, we better fucking you know go easy." But so this one in twenty twenty, they were like, oh, "The season's about to start," like because they played it before the season. Yeah, um, they're all a bit like, "Oh, you know, like we're just raising money for fucking bushfires or whatever the fuck it was." Um, and they just played a bit soft, but back in the nineties, it was like cunts would get put out for the rest of the fucking season in state of origin, you know. Yeah, one day what we'll do is we'll I'll play you game three of Origin, um, of Origin three last year. Yep, it was one of the the best games I think like I've I told, ever seen. Because I went to see my first NRL game um, last year. I went and saw. Penrith absolutely fucking rail Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to be a Newcastle supporter. And then I went and watched it and went, oh, maybe I'm fucking, maybe I'll go for Penrith. Um, and I just, I didn't get into it, bro. Like it was, like the game was cool. It was fun. It was kind of like watching the fucking senior team play the under 12s. But yeah. um, I was like, oh, yeah, I understand how the game works. Yeah, yeah, cool. It was fun. Big hits. I sat really close. It was good. But like, the crowd wasn't into it. Like, it was just really quiet. And I'm used to fucking AFL, can't screaming nonstop. And I said to one of my mates, another Canberra guy, uh, Hugh Robertson, he was like, oh, bro, you just, you got to go to an Origin game. That's fucking, that's where it's like hectic and yeah. people are carrying on. And I'm like, all right, well, if I get the opportunity, maybe I will, you know. That's definitely on my bucket list is to watch a State of Origin game in Queensland. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so this this game like last year, Queensland probably they they were just underdogs. Like mm-hmm. New South Wales has been so good, but like the opening five who's minutes. The, who's the team that usually has historically won? It's like over the course of it, it's yeah. like neck and neck. Okay, yeah. That's so there was like a period of for eight years where Queensland just dominated, where they had all of these outstanding players. Yeah, and so um, they had more Islanders. That they had all the islanders and they had a few whiteies in the key positions, (laughs) but yeah, you've got to have a couple of white blokes with no neck, you know. Yeah, it it was just it was just fucking sick, and uh, I've actually got uh, I've got a skit that I want to write for Origin this year, Mm -hmm. and the basic premise is going to be the person that was born and raised in New South Wales but goes for Queensland, like that person is unanimously hated by everyone. Carl Stefanovic. Was he, is he, he a, If you look it up, you can see him getting like really shirty on the Today Show because they're like, I, th- I don't know if, which way it is. I don't know if he's from Queensland and he goes for New South Wales. or No, I think he around. goes for Queensland. Yeah, so he was born in Sydney or some shit. Yeah. So they always like, Carl. You, nah, you can't go for Queensland. And he just gets so pissed. Oh, no, I fucking, I grew up in blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, mate, but you were you were born in Maitland. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> You're a New South Welshman. So that's that's what the basic premise of this is going to be. Yeah. I, I, look, I live in New South Wales now, so I would go for New South Wales. And also, they're blue and Victoria, their colour was blue. So I'll fucking, I'll stick with New South and Wales. And Geelong's got a bit of blue in yeah, there Yeah, blue as and well. white as well, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I've been following Les, like a, a how you can create like a story structure and mm. all these things that you should tick. So I'm just going to go through and write, write it of how like they start in this position, they go through this whole journey and then they end up back in that position. But basically where, um, 
where I want this to end is like you've got the got the New South Welshman who goes for Queensland. Everyone's all of his mates are just like roasting him for going for Queensland, and then it'll just end with uh, Game Three of last year, where basically it was just neck and neck, and um, at the very end, Ben Hunt like just intercepts this ball and just wins it for Queensland, and they shouldn't have won. Shit. And it was just yeah, it was just it was just such an epic moment in uh in Australian sport. It was fucking it was fucking sick. Um I watched the hit compilations all fucking day long. Oh dude. Yeah. There was Biff last year as well. Like, oh nice. Yeah, there was a bit of Biff, which was which was fucking sick. Um hasn't hadn't been there historically hasn't been much Biff since they cracked down on it. Yeah. But every well, now since they start throwing fucking ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar fines out. Yeah. But it was the bet like that used to be like part and partial of it Dude, because like I me and you could play on the same club team but different in state of origin. All the more reason to beat the fuck out of each and other. And if a fight erupted, like me yeah. and you would just crack it on with one another. Yeah. Like fuck, this is wild. I'm, I miss it from sports in general. Yeah, you know, like especially AFL. Like their fights were fucking great because they just fought so. F- I mean, it's still dirty. There's still lots of punching and jumper punches and stuff from behind the play, but. Nothing like I experienced in the eighties growing up. Like that's that's part of why I loved AFL, but like why I think I could never have played it because it's just so much running that I was just like I yeah, can't run. Fun. I can't run that much. I played on the ball as well. Like I was because I was tall. I played ruck, so I had to fucking follow the book. Fuck that shit. Yeah, and we like there's I don't know like playing footy growing up. Like if you smashed me. Like if I'm running the ball, you crack me. I'm yeah. like, all right, next time that cunt gets the ball, I'm going to try crack him back. Yeah. But, like, why I don't think I could play AFL is, like, the ball's 60 metres away and there's a little cunt, like, <laughs> punching you and jabbing you in the ribs. Like, fuck off, cunt, I, like, you little pest. I played I played on some terrible fucking teams and I'd be full forward on a team that the ball never got down there. And their, their full back is just, like, punching you and hip and shoulder you the whole game. I'm like, cunt, the ball's not even fucking coming down here. Like... Do you just want to have a punch on? Like, is this what we're doing? That's like, what, that's like, it'd just irritate me to the point yeah. where I'm like, I'm going to have to punch you, dude. Like, I'm all just do something dirty. Like, I broke a dude's toe. Did you stomp on I it? Stomped on his foot for yeah. fuck. He just kept elbowing me in the fucking ribs and like grabbing, grabbing the back on my jump and punching me in the back. So I just fucking, fuck it, stomped on his foot, broke one of his toes. And that'll learn him? Yeah, well, he stopped fucking hitting me. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was always like the way of just like, yeah, if someone smashes you, you just got to try to smash them back. And that was... Oh, dude, I, was, I used to get one uh, ejection. I used to allow myself one ejection from basketball a season. Oh, yeah. And I'd fucking save it up <laughs> save <laughs> for the right cunt. Yeah. And I had this dude, he kept um, essentially that jumper punching me. So I'd like back into the key, grab the back of my jersey and punch me in the back. And he did it like, to, like a couple of times. All right, yeah, fucking... I like playing physical, that's fine. But he did it every fucking time. The ball wasn't near us and shit like that. I went over to the referee... Hey, this dude's doing this. Keep an eye on it. Like, I'm fucking sick of it. Keeps doing it. Referee doesn't say anything, doesn't call it. I go over the referee again. I go, if he fucking does it again, I'm belting him. <laughs> <laughs> the ref goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll keep an eye on it. So <laughs> we go down the next fucking play. I get the ball. He does it. Hits me, grabs my shirt, punches it in the back. Ref doesn't call anything. So I just turn with the ball the whole back of my arm to my elbow, I just fucking hit him in the jaw, dropped him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, you're out of the game, blah, blah, bench is clear, all that kind of shit. But it's a basketball fight. It's a fucking push fight and everyone pulls it apart. Anyways, I know what I've done. Yeah. I told the referee I was going to do it. So yeah. I just 
casually walk over, sit on the bench. Yeah, I'm out of the game. No fucking problem. The dude I hit gets up. Fuck, he's over at the bench. Fuck you, cunt. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, sitting here, bro. I fucking told you. I don't get ejected. He gets kicked out of the thing. The ref's like, you don't fucking do it. And I go, mate, I know what I did. Like, I'm not going to fucking carry on or argue or fucking. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. And um, I dreaded fucking playing this kind again. I'm like, oh, I'm so going to get punched in the back of the head. Yeah. And, like, I know how bad I hit this dude because I got in my car and the back of my arm was fucked. I was just like, oh, I hit him too hard. Like, I could feel teeth prints in my fucking arm. Yeah. It's probably six months down the track. We play him again. I, like, walk out onto the court kind of a little, not timid, but just like, oh, shit. It's going to pop off again. And he comes up to me, he goes, no funny business tonight, all right? And I was like, all right, yeah, sweet, bro. Like, <laughs> I was like, I fucking got you good then. Like, yeah, sometimes you just maybe needed to give him a little fucking yeah, punch. Yeah, this was a dude that needed, fu- his head needed regular fucking panel beating. Like, yeah, there is, the, there's dudes in every sport that they just need a, a solid fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. belt Some and dudes then they need stop to, it. Oh, dude, I love nothing more than playing against a dude that would give as good as he took. So if we're going to belt the fuck out of each other all game, awesome. Yeah. No complaints from me, mate. Because, like, you hit me, I hit you back. We don't flop. We don't fucking put on a performance. Don't appeal to the referee. We're just playing tough. Great. The dude that you hit once and he's like... And then, like, keeps doing that or, like... Like, if you... Look, I'd hit people to test them. Just, like, are they going to back off or are they going to fucking come back? Yeah. And if they back off, great. Fucking, like Shaq says, fucking... Barbecue chicken. Like, I'm just here, bang, easy, every fucking time, because you're going to get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love nothing more than when a dude, you'd hit a dude and you'd be like, all right, let's fucking go. That's how we're playing. Yeah. I got a couple of mates that are basketball mad. Like, my best mate is obsessed. His younger brother is a gun. He was he was great. And uh, one of our other friends, Dalton, was um, basketball mad as well. His dad played in top top, like, Canberra comps and stuff like that. Growing up, Dalton's favourite team was the Detroit Pistons. So, yeah, like, yeah. he had, like, the bad boy attitude. Yep. The most placid, like, chill dude. Like, you know when people are so chill, it's like, do you just smoke weed yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time? But he's just like, as soon as he went onto a basketball Why court, my fever? he's like, I'm a different person. Yep. And he's just like, his favourite thing used to do, like, would just be driving a knee into, oh. like, the quad of a dude. Like, whether he's just like... I'm trying to take a charge or, like, I take a bad charge, but, like, I use all his momentum just to shift my knee into the quad or if I'm taking it to the hoop just to drop a knee in or do something. Fucking tie dudes, bro. Oh. Playing in Melbourne against fucking, like, yeah, tie dudes. They come flying in at a million miles an hour. You go, all right, I'm not going to jump. Like, I'm way bigger than this dude. Like, I'll just put my hands up, stand, and they just drive a fucking knee into you and you're just like, Oh, fuck. And those so it's like next time he comes in, I'm jumping and swinging my fucking arm and bringing this cunt to the <laughs> fucking ground with me. Yeah. Like, do you want to come in again, cunt? Because, like, oh, yeah, man. I th- That was like, that's the dudes I feared the most, was tiny little Asian dudes that would come flying into the key and throw their arm, like their elbows and their knees with precision. That's, and, like, I, like I, I'd done Muay Thai for a few months and loved it and i remember like i will never forget the day that this gangly looking private school kids rocked up late to class in his school uniform and he's rocked up and the instructor is like like bryce he's like 
run your laps, you're late, skip for two minutes, yeah. and you can come in and you can do some like do some pad work and shit. Yeah. Have you seen like the Thai belly pads that like yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like a championship belt? Yeah. So I got that, and the instructor's like, jump in with Brad, and you know you can do some fucking pad work and yeah. shit. I'm looking at this guy like he's 15, maybe 16. Mm-hmm. And the combination was just like a double jab, right cross, and then follow up with the body kick. Yeah. And so I do it first to him. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you switch the belly pad over yeah. and stuff like that. He chucks it over to me. And me just like wanting to be a helpful guy, I'm like, yeah. So it's like a double left. He's like, bro, I got it. And I'm like, all right, cool. You got it. 15-year-old kid. Yeah. He knows everything. I'm holding the pads, dude. And it was just like, fuck it. Whap. Like just two left jabs like so quick And then he hit like the right cross And like the pad is probably like 12 inches away from my face Comes flying back and hits me in the face I'm like fuck And then the body kick that this kid did Just whipped straight into my guts I was like holy fuck And I was like I'm not the type of dude that would get into a fight Out in public anyway But I was just like fucking hell I'm like there is the best reminder that this cunt here like yeah. could just fucking literally annihilate me and he's in high school and yeah. I was like fuck there were oh, so yeah. many of them at the gym little Thai dudes like going back to what you're saying yeah that you know you'd you'd look at them and be like get back to the library champ yeah, but yeah, yeah. they fucking grab a hold of the back of your neck and yeah. like you can't get that hold off the back no. of your neck they're pulling you down and you're just getting hit with like knees and then yeah. like you get hit with like three knees and you're like what am I doing yeah. like I don't I don't ever want to be a fighter like oh, this is great dude. fitness but I'm just getting smashed by these cunts. There's a, a comic down in Melbourne Don Concha, he, um Filipino guy uh just went pro boxing. And um he runs a gym he's part run, one of the guys that runs a gym in Geelong called uh, Wildfighter. Um they put on their own events and stuff like that and yeah he's had his first few pro fights. And every now and again I'd like go catch up with him, drive down there and we'd go do pad work and train and whatever. But he was always like, you know, he'd trained me. So I was like working his pads and I was like, hey, bro, like fucking let's switch it up. Like you throw some punches. Like, all right, man. I put the pad. I didn't see the fucking punches, bro. Yeah. I was just like, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened, bro? Like I didn't see your hands move. The craziest is like when they hit so quick, like a double, but it sounds like one noise. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, bang. But it's like, like if you broke it down, there's like I saw Mike Tyson cry about that the other day. Or was that with like Sugar Ray Leonard? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you throw, you throw one punch, and it sounds like two. It like two. You know how fucking fast you have to throw a punch for it to sound like that. It's it, beautiful. It's but he's <laughs> it's so fucking true, man. Because like when and like when you don't know how to hold pads, like. Because you think like yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. fucking hold I'll it. Just here. put my hands up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. And like if you have a relax, you don't realize like, you have to put. The pressure. Yeah, back. you're yeah. fucking cut. You got to meet that. You've kind of got to throw it. Yeah, you throw it at him and then like tense your arm yeah. and stop it from fucking flailing back and, and hitting you in the grill. It's fucking, it's remarkable. And uh, we'll be back. And we are back. Joel, as you know, every week we like to shed some light on some shit cunts of the world by giving them what we call the Sunday roast. So without. Any further hesitation, let's get into a little bit of this one. The Sunday Roast. Mate, 
Mate, I feel like I could roast this bloke every every week without hesitation, but without I feel like I yeah, I feel like I could roast this bloke every week and he is a repeat offender on the on the Sunday service. It's Machine Gun Kelly. And I jo- like so did you see him at the at the Milan fashion show where he's rocked up in a Dolce and Gabbana like silver jacket just rocking the most outrageous eyeshadow. He that- looks like a fucking present that was wrapped by a divorced dad with alfoil. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I couldn't afford wrapping paper. I just used the fucking alfoil again, eh? Dude. It's and- shiny. It's fucking Christmassy. Yeah, mate. It fucking, it's in the spirit of things. The funniest thing about it, so like he's like complained to Twitter being like, hey, fans, please stop roasting me over my fashion choices if you have no style. And look, if that's, if how he's dressed is what you'd say having style, Jesus. I do not want this style. He's wearing like a mid-drift shirt, this Dolce & Gabbana matching suit where like, the the blazer comes down past like his knees. He's got ba- like the pants are baggy, but I think it's it looks like, like one of Michael Jordan's suits. It does like a, <laughs> a, a Jordan suit from like the nineties when you watch the Last Dance. But I think it's like the eyeshadow and just for me, what what is irritating? It and looks not, like Elton John, John's butt baby. If David Bowie fucked him up the ass, yeah. And well, apparently they did fuck David Bowie and and. Uh, and Elton John, I found I out. I thought it was uh, Bowie and Mick Jagger. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah. It probably was. Um, yeah, what the fuck, bro? He's just a, f- like... You've got to be more talented to pull that shit off. That's it, man. Like, if you've got, like, you know, 10 platinum, double platinum albums... Did you see the Spike suit? Yeah, dude. That was, like, he looked like he got fucking... A, in a blue suit, looking like he got fucked by an echidna or a purple suit, whatever it was. Looks like, like a shit Mortal Kombat fatality. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about it that fucking grinds my gears about him is it's like, dude, for so much of your life, you tried to convince the world that you were the next Eminem, that you're the next great white hope when it comes to rap. You tried so hard to be like a gangster rapper by tattooing yourself and presenting this public persona. He called himself Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, like you start dating Megan Fox and get engaged to her and then you do a complete 180 on who you are. And like, yeah, I'm not ragging that people... You think there's something in her pussy juice? There's something in the pussy juice. He shouldn't have raw-dogged it, man. Turns cunts weird. I mean, fucking... What's his name? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he he went fucking off the deep end. He went off the deep end. This cunt's yeah, this cunt's lost the plot. And Megan Fox, fuck, she used to be hot, dude. Fox is the perfect name because she was a yeah. fox, dude. Like, but she's she's looking like a fucking silicon filled sex doll now. She absolutely does, dude. That's probably the best way to describe it. And it sucks because like fuck, like you were so gorgeous that you didn't need to do all of this kind of crazy shit anyway. And no, nah, it's I don't know. I don't want to get too fucking woke or like, you know, f- feminist, but it's like, you know, f- female beauty standards and all that shit. She has this pressure to be, I've got to, um, I'm, I was the hottest woman in the world for a minute. I've got to keep up that blah, blah, blah. St- bitch, you're already beautiful. Like just age gracefully. Have a look at fucking 
I watched that um, Pepsi doc. You know, see that? Uh, hey, Pepsi, where's my jet? I think I've seen one episode of it. Right. Um, they because Cindy Crawford was like the Pepsi chick for, That's for right. years. So they bring Cindy Crawford up for, like now, banging. Yeah. And she's like, she looks her fucking ass. Like she looks, you know, I guess she's 50, 50 ish. Yeah. And she looks like a 50 year old woman, but a fucking banging 50 year old woman. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's got like a lot of makeup on and da 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 da, but she's not, she hasn't fucked her face up. She hasn't, you know, she's natural and, and she's the, still beautiful. The thing is, when you get in that mentality of like, I need to remain the hottest person on the planet, you yeah. never will because there's no. always like, a twenty-one-year-old piece 100%. coming up, like dude, some in new three months. Pop singer, they're gonna shit out of the fucking music factory. That's, yeah, you and know. she's gonna be a babe, and yeah. it's just like you know that Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna find a fucking twenty-two-year-old <laughs> chick that's fucking so hot and dated for three years and fuck her off. Like he's on the email list for whenever they drop. Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> fucking earth, man. He's he's signed up to like the to, to the lottery to get those new Jordans, but it's like yeah, a, yeah. New twi- a new twenty one year old supermodel. He's Leo's just typing just there, in. like, come Who, on, boys, girls born in two thousand and four. That's like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio's search history. Oh, dude, what a funny cunt as well. Low key, like so many people give him shit for that, but it's just like, ah, oh, the man knows what he wants. I mean. It's not. It's not my flavor. Like I'm. I'm not into. Like I like conversation and shit. Like if I was just up for banging chicks on a yacht, I heard weird sex stories about him though. Oh, dude, of course some, he would. Some like- chick, uh, some model that was out on the yacht in Khan with him, said that he fucked her. From, he would only fuck her from behind, and the whole time that he fucked her, he had headphones on listening to music. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like he wasn't listening to music. He was probably listening to like. Scenes that he'd done, like he was listening to himself, because that's the only thing that can make him come. Yeah, is him calling Samuel but, L. Jackson the N word. Yeah, you know? <laughs> the thing is, like, he's been famous since he was like eighteen or something like that. Younger, he was on like um, I can't remember the name of the show. There was a TV show on the uh, it wasn't Growing Pains. No, it was Growing Pains. Alan Thick. It was um a fucking yeah like a sitcom in in the nineties. He was on that when he was like fuck nine or ten, like. He's been around forever. And like when he played the fucking retard and uh what's eating Gilbert Grape. Should have won a fucking Oscar for that shit. Yeah, I don't think I've even seen that. Oh yet. bro, you gotta watch that shit. And he hasn't won an Oscar yet, eh? They've robbed him I of don't an think Oscar. So, no. Yeah. He's got a date like it's a all fi- that young puss. Yeah, he's just got like, a date a fifty year old to win an yeah. Oscar. Fuck Judy Dench and you're in. Yeah. Helen Mirren, at least she's hot. Yeah, if he starts banging Meryl Streep, he's got like <laughs> seven Oscars, dude. Like he could do like he could do like Finding Nemo. What would six. he have to? What would he have to do? He should have won it for yeah, playing like a, a kid with fucking. I don't know what he had. He was look. At, I'm I'm going with uh, the what we called it when the movie came out. He played a retard. He went full retard, as uh, Tropic Thunder would say. Yeah, and like he was Johnny Depp's brother in that movie, and you know he's up trees, all that. <laughs> No, that that's an accurate depiction of his fucking performance. He was doing all that shit. Yeah. He's and he did all it, the noises. He did it fucking convincingly to the point you were like, oh, that little retarded boy in that movie did it fucking amazing, you know? And then a couple of years later he's fucking Romeo in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And we're all like, oh, this fucking guy's got range. Then he was Jack. And then he's uh Yeah, Jack. Inception was good. I reckon he could. I dug that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch Inception on Basketball Diaries. That I fucked with that when I was a kid. Don't watch Inception on mushrooms. That would be. Uh, Jeez, any psychedelics? I don't think it needs it. That movie's its own fucking, fucking psychedelic. Wigs me out. 
Have you done Shutter mushrooms? Island, that was a yes. I did mushrooms. I've done mushrooms once. It was the it was the big like. Oh, I haven't done that. Like needed to tick it off. Yeah. And then during uh, lockdown four, of fucking six in Melbourne, um, finally got a hold of some mushrooms. I was like, yeah, so we're gonna do some mushrooms, and then was actually quite disappointed. I was oh like, no! I was like, oh, it's like clean acid. Yeah. You know, like, it was just like, oh, it's kind of a really similar... I, I haven't done mushrooms since, like, 2015. And for some reason, I have, like... I've had this calling to do yeah. mushrooms. Like, I don't know what it is, but... Also, it's I don't think like, I did enough. Yeah, that's I'm, the thing. I'm a big lad. I need to put in... You need to have a couple of grams in, in yeah. there, maybe five grams. Yeah. But who knows, that could be way too much. <laughs> I'm talking Yeah, but I'm, I'm all about going deep. Yeah. Like, I'll come back. Like, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> I was talking to another comic and I won't share his name in case he doesn't want this out in the universe, but I was having a chat to him. I was like, oh, like, mate, we'd love to have you on the podcast. I think you're a great comic, blah, blah, blah. He goes, oh, what are you doing in the pod? I'm like, just have a few beers, talk some shit. And he's like, oh, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, that's mm. that's fine, man. Like, you don't, it's not imperative that we drink. I've had yeah. sober people on the podcast before. It's just more or less talking about comedy and having a fucking bit of bands. And I was like, but you don't do anything? Like, are you just clean and sober and he's like oh, i'll have a cookie from time to time and then i told him that like i've been for whatever reason he's like i'm like i've been getting this calling to like do some mushrooms and maybe figure some stuff out yeah whatever i've got going on like i just need to i feel like maybe a little mushroom trip will like maybe have an ego death or maybe clean out the system yeah just clean out just help with a little bit of a rewiring yeah. and um he's like Oh yeah, mushrooms are great. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's just like, dude, I he's like, I took five grams of mushrooms with like a shaman. Yeah. And he's just like, it was life changing. And I was yeah. like, really? And yeah, like I don't know, like I don't think I want to do that much. But I'd like to like maybe go camping and like mm -hmm. on the beach, maybe have a fire, you know, with some like people that I really trust, like in a circle. Important. Have a few little shroomies. And just have a laugh and then just see where where the world takes me and, and if it if I get the cleansing that I feel that I need from these yeah. things. And I was telling him about that and I was like, it's just like kind of weird. And he's just like, yeah, man. He's like, you talk to anyone that does mushrooms? He's like, you don't look for mushrooms. He's like, mushrooms find you. Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's just like, think about the first time you had mushrooms. And I was like. Yeah, they found me. I didn't actively look yeah. for them. I'd never looked for them and I just had tried them, yep. tried them twice. Didn't um, even occur to me till just now, the, like the ones that I took during, wasn't actively looking for them. The person I was with at the time just came home one day and was like, oh, by the way. Got some, yeah. yeah. And I was like, sweet. Om nom 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 nom. <laughs> and that's, dude, that's how like every mushroom story I feel like just kind of starts. Like, yeah. do you know Reuven? Um, have you met Reuven, the... Uh, Indian South African comedian yeah, for yeah, comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you heard his mushroom story that he tells on the boat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I laughed my ass off at that at, yeah. at that bit. And like the the funniest thing I think about that is when he's picking the mushrooms and he's like, "I'll just go with those ones." And then the guy's like, "Oh fuck, man, they're really strong." He's like, "Oh fuck, maybe I shouldn't take that." And he's like, "No." Yeah. Mushrooms chose you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fuck, dude, this is wild. Oh, so fucking good. So, yeah, that's uh, maybe on the agenda at some point in 2023 when the shroomies find me.
But, um, yeah, mate, thank you so much for coming oh, on. Dude, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll get you We'll get you back on in the next uh, next month or so. Got a few other comics that I want to get on board here and sure. we'll have, a, have an episode full of uh, beverages and banter. Um, anything that you'd like to plug? You're doing the show, com- uh, any showcases coming yeah, up? Yeah, um, uh, 27th of January, uh, Friday night showcase of the club and a couple in um, February as well. So, yeah, yeah, catch me at the Newcastle Comedy Club. Mate, I was gonna do that twenty seventh, but I can't make it. I'm gonna be away, but I'll be on, I'll be there on the twenty eighth at the Newcastle Comedy Club. So Sweet. if you're in the Newcastle area, be sure to uh, jump on there and check it out. Make sure you follow Joel Pierce on Instagram. Joel, if you'd like to give him your handle, yeah, Joel P E A R S E. Get around him. One of the uh, one of the most promising comics that is coming out of uh, Newcastle. A very different style to everyone in the scene. And it's really refreshing to watch you do stuff, man. I love oh, cheers, brother. I love your dark sense of humor and I love watching you navigate that into a crowd and getting them on board with, with how your brain works. I think it's fucking sick. Um, a announcement for me, I will be back in Canberra. So I've got a bunch of friends in Canberra that are constantly asking, when are you coming back? When are you going to do a set? What's happening? Boys, I'm coming back for the Canberra Comedy Festival. And I'm going to be opening for Taylor Coftry and Sam Siller, two great comics. Uh, Taylor's now living up in Newcastle, as most of you guys would know. Sam Siller, originally from the UK, but he's a fucking bad motherfucker. So I'm really looking forward to that because in 2020, as some of you or most of you would probably know, we had a show that was booked for the Canberra Comedy Festival with me, Taylor and Felix McCarthy. COVID came and ruined that, and that's been a show that I've been wanting to get back. So this feels like I'm getting a little bit of a chunk of that back. Super excited to be there and to be opening the show for uh, not only two mates, but to open a show in in my hometown. Looking forward to it. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow me on the gram if you don't already, underscore Bradley Bishop. Be kind to yourself. Don't forget to smoke weed every day and chill to the next episode. Yeah, boy. I will never get sick of this beat. As long as I live, Dr. Dre. Classic. The man. Buy your big bunch of cuties. Don't forget to eat some ass. (laughs)